Hello, 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 and welcome to another edition of The Breakthrough Maze. My name is Joe Applebaum, and what I do here is I speak to entrepreneurs that are looking to create more power, more freedom, and more self-expression in their life. Welcome to the program. Today, we have another amazing coach that we're talking to, Kim. Kim, welcome. Thank you. Happy to be talking to you today. So, Kim, tell us a little bit about your coaching practice. I know that you not only coach yourself and have been coaching for many years, but you also have coaches that work for you that you kind of train into this frame of mind process. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, absolutely. Well, for starters, it is called frame of mind coaching because what we do is we focus on how leaders think and how their thinking leads to their outcomes. And what we're really interested in is paying attention to their patterns, patterns of thought, patterns of belief, patterns of behavior, and using those patterns to understand where they keep getting stuck over and over again. So how does the process work? We coach people initially for six months, and that six months is broken down into two components, the first 10 weeks and the rest. And here's what happens in the first 10 weeks. There's a call every week, and we record every call, and we ask our clients to listen to the recording. The reason we do that is we want our clients to start to observe themselves, to listen to the language they use, the stories they tell, the places where they get trapped over and over and over again, and start to really become familiar with their thinking and how it affects results they're getting. The second thing we do is we ask our clients to journal in a private and secure online journal every single day for those first 10 weeks. So what happens is at the beginning of the week, they get a journaling question or a prompt and they start journaling. And every day their their journal goes back to their coach who then reads and responds to their journal. So they're in touch, they're in contact with their coach every single day. And the, the coach's job is to really go deep quickly and to understand how this person thinks and how their thinking is either propelling them forward or holding them back. And as a coach, my job is to move away, to help them move away any limiting beliefs that are preventing them from experiencing the life they want professionally or personally. Cool. So once you see these patterns that keep coming up in their journal, you end up working on those patterns. Because they're kind of like, would you call them vicious cycles or vicious circles of things that just keep happening over and over and over and they keep getting frustrated? Is that what it is? I, I, I wouldn't call them vicious anything. I, I would call them unconscious patterns of belief. So we believe things. Why? Because maybe our parents told us, because we've received messages over Maybe our experiences led us to believe a certain series of things, but we have habits of belief. And some of those beliefs simply get in the way of our progress. And what we want to do is a bring attention to those beliefs, say, hey, did you know that this is what you believe? And that belief isn't consistent with your ability to reach this goal. And so first of all, it's just being conscious of what you're doing unconsciously, right? So we're bringing it to the consciousness. And then the second part is say, hey, you know, is this something you want to continue living with? Or maybe we can trade up this belief for something more useful. So what's a what's a common self-limiting belief that entrepreneurs have? Because you've worked with so many entrepreneurs, both in entrepreneurs organization and YPO and Vistage. What is a what is a common belief that they that entrepreneurs have that stopped them from succeeding? 
Well, look, I work with the highly driven population, right? The people who have already achieved quite a significant goal and they're at a place where for whatever reason they're frustrated and their frustration may come from the fact that certain things are slipping through the cracks that are important to them. Maybe their family life, maybe they don't have time for their kids. Maybe their health is out of whack. Maybe, maybe they're frustrated with people, their relationships or friendships have slipped, that kind of thing. And they feel uh, impatient, like the world doesn't work as fast as they do. They're misunderstood. They have goals they want to achieve. No one works as hard as they do. You get the idea. There's a certain character that we coach. And so, so what do we see? We see that they're at odds. They, they have friction with not only other people in their world, but they have internal friction. And the internal friction primarily goes like this. Sure, I've achieved certain goals, but I should be miles and miles ahead of where I am. What's yes. wrong with me? Yes. Oh, my gosh. I keep hearing that all the time from entrepreneurs. I should be so much further along. I should be right. so much further along. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So what do you say to somebody one. that says that? That's a big one. Yeah. Well, then we find out. So let's assume for a minute that they should be further along, which is debatable. But anyway, let's assume they're correct. Then what I want to know is, so why aren't you further along? And they'll give me all their reasons. And underneath the reasons are all their beliefs. And what we want to do is challenge those beliefs. Right. So some beliefs might be I don't have the right people. I don't have the right time. I don't have enough time. I don't have enough money. I don't have the resources and on and on and on and on. And each one of those are inventions. Each one of those are limiting beliefs that we want to challenge one by one. So, OK, so the, the thing is, all right. So what's your biggest issue? What's your frustrations? I should be further along. That might be a frustration. And then you're like, OK, why should you be further along or what's stopping you from being further along? And they give you a whole list of reasons. Well, first of all, my relationship with this and my partner and then my salespeople aren't doing yes. what they need to do and I can't keep the customers. And they give you all of the reasons in the world and all yeah. those reasons are based on a foundation of belief. And at the end of the day, if you can change that foundation, now suddenly they have the opportunity to actually get where they want to go. Well, not only that, my job is to help people understand that their lives and what they've accomplished is 100% a result of their thinking. And if they want to accomplish something else, it's really important to start with adjusting their thinking to line up with their goal, rather than trying to manage or control the environment and the people and the circumstances around them. So what you, what you see around you is a reflection of you. If you don't like what you're seeing, then guess what? We have to do some internal work first. And so what I do is I get my clients to take 100% responsibility for themselves and let go of all those things they think they're responsible for when they're really not. What are some things that entrepreneurs take responsibility for that they should not be taking responsibility for those things? Well, they take responsibility for solving every single problem under the sun. They take responsibility for everybody's mood, everybody's disposition, everybody's problems. They take responsibility for, um, you know, they take responsibility for making sure that the world operates the way it should. And so they're very controlling. They want to control everything. They feel like they do things better than anybody else. So it's very hard for them to delegate and on and on and on, right? So things have to be done a certain way and nobody's going to do it like me. So I'll do it all. And then they get tired and then they get, uh, you know, overwhelmed and they get resentful because there's nobody to help them. And so they set up their lives in a way where they're exhausted all the time. 
So you're exhausted all the time and you don't have the energy or the persistence or the willpower to keep going, keep pushing because you're working on the wrong things instead well, of working. Not only that. Yeah. yeah. So, so instead of working deeply, they work broadly. So they say, oh, that didn't work. Let me go try something else. Which brings me to a very interesting point, especially where entrepreneurs are concerned because entrepreneurs are action takers. And so if they think something's not working, what do they do? They go do something else, right? They take action. They go to the doing. And what I want to do with entrepreneurs is say, okay, hold on, stop doing anything. Let's look at your thinking. Let's adjust your thinking. Let's line up your thinking. And then from there, take natural action that will lead to your outcomes. Very often people start with the doing, but first we think, then we do. And a lot of people don't align their thinking or adjust their thinking. They just go into massive action. Now, action is important, but not with the same vantage point. Not if you keep, you know, if you keep doing things from the same perspective, you're going to keep bumping into those same bottlenecks over and over again. So you got to change your perspective in order, not just do, don't, don't just go do, 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 do. First, change your perspective. And once you change your perspective, then you can start doing, then you can start taking action. Right. Let's take you as an example, right? You try to help people get healthy. Right. But if yeah. in the back of my mind, I'm like, OK, I'm going to go jog every day. You, you know, you're out there every single day. I see you on Facebook. I'm going to go jog every day. And you start day one. Sure. Day two. But then in the back of your mind, if you're saying, I can't do this, this is not me or I can't breathe when I run or, you know, something else more important just came up and I've got to put this on the back burner. All those thoughts, all those ideas, all those beliefs don't line up with consistency. Got it. So although you're going to take action, you're going to do something. The issue is you're not actually going to be consistent. And if well, you you're not going to be able to, it's not sustainable, right? Mm -hmm. So what we want to do is help people create sustainable change. And before they take action and expect that to just stick, we want to address the beliefs that might interfere with it sticking. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So, so the action is, so one of the reasons why people don't have consistency is because of their beliefs. They have certain beliefs that don't allow them to have that consistency. Right. So if let's right. say I do want to exercise every day, but this one morning I wake up and my daughter calls me and she has a crisis. Guess what? My daughter comes first, mm -hmm. right? Period. End of story. Because that's the way, those are my values and that's what I believe I must do. Right. Mm -hmm. So what have I done instantly? I've put myself on the back burner and entrepreneurs have a million reasons why important things go on the back burner. And it's not that they're right or wrong, but we have to address that first mm -hmm. so that when situations come up, they understand how to react and respond and put themselves back on the agenda as quickly as possible. Okay. So people, so what's the problem with an entrepreneur putting themselves on the back burner? What do you see happening as a result of that? I see, I call it slippage, right? What slippage is they let a lot of important things slip right through the, the cracks. So they let their health slide. They let their relationships with important people slide. They let their time be eaten up. They, they let the things, like the reason they became an entrepreneur was to have independence and quality of life and all these things. All the reasons that they became an entrepreneur suddenly become uh, you know, take a, a backseat to, to driving the business. And you, and you find yourself just having a job. You're just another job and you take all the responsibility for your job. So you're left a holding lot of the times, bag. A lot yeah. of times. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I can't tell you how many entrepreneurs I talk to 
who don't feel like they have the right team, who don't feel like they can let go, who don't feel like they can take a day off, who don't feel like they can go home and eat dinner with their family. Wow. Because of their beliefs, because they believe that if they do that, they're 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 missing out opportunity at business or if they're or if they're at home or if they're, if they're in business, they're missing out their family. If they're at home, they're missing out their business. So it's exactly. like a catch 22. They're kind of stuck in between. And so no matter and, what they do, they're not satisfied. And always feeling guilty. And always feeling guilty. Right. You should be working harder. And, and it's it is, somebody recently came to me and said, Joe, I can't have fun. I just can't have fun. Right. What do you tell somebody like that? What do you tell somebody that just says, I just can't have fun. I'm just always need to work. If I'm not working, well, it's not I, fun. Again, I, I, well, I would tell them in plain English, that's bullshit. Right. But <laughs> the question is, why can't you have fun? What's stopping you from having fun? Give me an example of a place where you could have had fun, but you didn't. And I really like to get examples because when people tell you their stories, you know, I was at this party, but all I could think about was work. You know, when they tell you their stories, what they're telling you is how they're wired. They're telling you what they believe to be true. They're telling you about their patterns and where they're trapped. And so I like to get the stories. I like to get as many details as possible because those details are super insightful. That is why I get my clients to journal because they provide a lot of details in their journal. And if they don't, I ask them to provide those details. Mm -hmm. And those details create a great deal of insight about where a person keeps getting trapped over and over again. And here's what I see. People want X, but they behave in ways that don't allow them to get to X. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. People want X, but they're doing things and they behave in ways that don't allow them to get to X. What if somebody doesn't know what they want? I know that you're okay. working with entrepreneurs who think they know what they want, but if, what if they're not sure what they want? No, I, I, here's my belief around that is, that is that people generally do know what they want, but they don't like to claim it. They don't like to state it because they don't think that they are worthy of asking mm. for it or receiving it. Mm. People know what they want. They just don't want to claim it because they're afraid that they're not worthy of receiving it. Wow. So, for example, if somebody says, okay, what they really want is to have a million dollar business or a $10 million business, or they want to have a billion dollars or whatever it is, but they're not going to mention it. They're not going to say it because they think they're not worthy. They're not worthy or, and it might be that they make a claim and don't believe that they can actually achieve it. And so, mm. um, you know, I don't, and, and typically, by the way, people say they want to make a whole bunch of money, but that's not really the end goal. They want to make a whole bunch of money because they have this desire, right? And mm -hmm. maybe that desire is to be recognized. Maybe that desire is to fit in with a certain group of people. Maybe that desire is to have a life of freedom where they don't have to work, right? Maybe, like, maybe the desire is to get their uh, mother-in-law and father-in-law to finally say, yes, you married the right person. Mm -hmm. We don't know, right? And so what I want to know is what, like, what's the real driver here what's the need you're trying to fill mm -hmm. and very often what we find is people seek outside of themselves to fill their needs people seek outside of themselves to fill their needs wow and when they do that what happens what happens if when they somebody seeks outside of yourself to fulfill your needs they find that uh, either they get satisfied temporarily and then quickly go back to a dissatisfied state uh, or they are chronically dissatisfied because nobody out there can fill your needs except you.
It's an inside job. You're the only one that could ever fill your needs. 100%. It's like in and a if marriage. If you're trying in a marriage. Right? What do you in, mean a marriage, in a marriage. If you're yeah. married and you're and you're you turn to your wife and say, "Well, you know, you need to do X, Y, and Z so that I can be happy." Whatever those X, Y, you need to you know, whatever, behave a certain way or treat me a certain way or show up a certain way or do this in bed a certain way, whatever it is, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, In order for me to be happy. And the minute that you hand over your happiness to someone else is the minute you've abdicated responsibility for your own happiness. And it's the minute that you uh, instantly give up that control. Mm-hmm. And it's impossible for someone else to make you happy at all times. It's almost, I mean, it's very difficult for you to make yourself happy at all times because sometimes we're down, right? But mm-hmm. imagine if you give that responsibility to someone else, you're setting them up for failure and you're setting yourself up for a life of chronic unhappiness. Mm-hmm. And there's no way around it. You got to just own it, right? You have there's to no take way. Responsibility for the way you feel for the way you feel for the way you think for your habits but the issue is we end up taking responsibility not for ourselves but for other people and we end because it's easier to take responsibility for other people's problems than for our own problems well we try to take responsibility and then we don't understand why it's so frustrating because you know we're failing too because it's impossible to take responsibility for someone else right it's again, like that just doesn't work. We don't have control over someone else. And yeah, we don't have control over someone else. And we don't have control over someone else. And in trying to control someone else, we give up our own self-control. It's kind of like having children, right? Uh, We always try to control what what our kids are doing. If you pay attention, think about all the times you tell your kids what to do. Go brush your teeth, go eat dinner, go do your homework, come sit beside me, let's go for a walk, on and on and on, right? It's endless. The stream of directions you give to your children, not just you, but most parents. So we're constantly trying to control the actions of our children. But you know what? Parenting is really about about the parent it's about self-management that's why it's called parenting if it were about the child it would be called childing it's not called childhood (laughs) it's called parenting because it's about the parent don't make it about the child exactly it's about managing yourself when your kid is trying to figure out the world and sometimes doing wild and crazy things to figure it out like having a temper tantrum like deciding not to eat like putting on you know two left shoes whatever it is that they do so when someone finds themselves trying to control their child because they don't want their child to fail, really, what what are you saying? That they're really saying, just trying to control themselves? No, they, they aren't trying to control themselves, right? When you mm-hmm. When you try to control someone else, why do you do that? So that you can be happy, right? Like you have this misconception that if your child behaves how you want them to, then you'll be proud, then you'll be satisfied. Maybe you'll be respected by other people in the community. Maybe right. you'll feel like you did the right thing. You did the, you know, that you, you were effective as a parent. When your child behaves in ways that are acceptable to you and the people that matter to you, then you were a good parent, right? So mm-hmm. what your child does is a reflection of you. And that's a misconception. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's not a reflection on you. Absolutely not. What's a reflection on you is your how behavior. you manage yourself when your child is being who he or she is. 
mm-hmm. which is sometimes not congruent with what you want for your child. Right. Right. Wow. Powerful. Managing yourself, taking responsibility for yourself. Stop trying to take responsibility for everybody else. Manage yourself, manage your happiness, and you will have a better life. And if you're frustrated, it has to do with your beliefs. It has to do with what you believe you want versus what you believe you actually can have, can or cannot have based on whatever you're not taking responsibility for or based on what you're trying to control that you shouldn't be trying to control. Right. So the, the, the key is this. The indicator is pay attention to how you feel when you're happy and joyful and feeling a sense of peace. Your thinking is lined up with what you want. But when you're frustrated, mad, sad, bad, angry, well, all those negative feelings, that's an indicator that your thinking is pointed away from what you really, really want. And so mm. in that moment, you have to say, hold on a minute. I need to make an adjustment because my feelings are telling me that my thinking is betraying me. So mm-hmm. how can I think about this in a way that allows me to feel a little bit better? So your feelings are your indicator of whether or not your mind is betraying you. That's right. That's exactly right. So your feelings are like your GPS. And when your feelings are out of whack, when you're feeling anything negative, anger, frustration, disappointment, etc., that tells you that your thinking is pointed away from your deepest goals and desires. Mm-hmm. Wow. Deep stuff. Deep stuff. Yep. Follow your feelings. Some people, I've heard people, especially in like religious circles that say, don't think about, don't like worry about your feelings too much. Do what you know is right based on your values. Don't pay attention to your feelings so much. But you're saying, no, pay attention to your feelings because your feelings, at the end of the day, we, you're coming from the philosophy of we were born to be joyous. We were born to be happy. We weren't born to be frustrated, sad, angry, and all that stuff. Right. So if you want to avoid so, that stuff, then, yeah, you got to let that be your GPS. But, but in a way, the, you know, your religious point of view is very interesting. What you just shared is that do what you know to be right. Act in accordance with your values. When you behave in accordance with your values, you have more synchronicity, right? You have more alignment. When you right. do know is right, you feel more internally peacefully at peace, right? If you're doing something you know isn't right, what happens inside? You have incongruousness. Incong- mm-hmm. How do you say yeah. that? Incongruity, yeah. right? That's yeah. what you have. So, so it's not an, uh, a false directive. It's accurate. Mm-hmm. Behave in ways that align and reflect your values. Then the internal battle will subside. That's mm-hmm. not wrong. Right. Right. So if there's an internal battle, which equal, which become, which manifests itself as anger, jealousy, upsetness, depression, whatever it is, that just means there's an internal battle with your feeling, with your feelings telling you that your mind is betraying you. I love that. That's, That's so right. powerful. Your mind is taking you away from what you really, really want. You're what you looking desire. at the world. You're looking at the world in a way that reflects something you don't truly want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Follow your heart. Follow your heart. 
Awesome. Thank you so much for being on this program. This is really awesome. If somebody wants to get in touch with you to hire you, one of your coaches, one of your programs, how does somebody find you? Best way to find us is go to frameofmindcoaching.com. We've got a whole bunch of things on that website, including an assessment that allows you to see what your thinking is doing right now. Kind of allows you to take a snapshot that says, hey, is my thinking betraying me now? Like what's Mm. going on? How do I feel? And uh, you'll be invited to have a call with one of our coaches as an example of frame of mind coaching. And that's completely complimentary. Awesome. Thank you very much for being on the program. And I look forward to speaking to you again very soon. Thanks, Joe. This episode of The Breakthrough Maze is brought to you by Ajax Union, a digital marketing agency based in Brooklyn, New York. Ajax Union's core focus is to support B2B companies to generate better leads, nurture those leads from the top of the funnel to the bottom line. Visit www.ajaxunion.com to learn more about our amazing offering. Thanks for listening to The Breakthrough Maze, hosted by Joe Applebaum. We hope that by listening to the journey of a stranger, you've become inspired to want a little more freedom, a little more power, and a little more vitality. To find out more about Joe Applebaum or this incredible public coaching session, go to www.joeapplebaum.com. Also, head over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. Help make it possible for more people to benefit from this free coaching. Leave a comment describing what you got out of this episode.